Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for, and done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com and done. Switched to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face and done. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Hey, everyone. John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Stay little chico, Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you've got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Today on Collider Movie Talk, we're getting ourselves a Knights of the Old Republic movie. Star Wars fans rejoice, and Sonic the Hedgehog is getting itself a redo, thanks to fans who are not rejoicing. We'll talk about it all on today's Collider Movie Talk. Hey everyone, well, uh, welcome to the show. I am sliding into the host's chair for Perry Namorov, 
who's off on assignment uh, somewhere, and uh, I couldn't do the show alone, you know that, so I brought along these two knuckleheads to join me on a Friday's edition Knucklehead. of Collider Movie Talk. How right dare there. you, sir? <laughs> right there is the wild man, Josh McCuga. How are you, Josh? Harry Knuckles. Hey, Harry Knuckles. <laughs> What's up, man? Thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah, man, this is going to be yeah. fun, yeah. and yeah. of course, I'm really excited to bring on my man, Mark Andrake, who I've always enjoyed whenever he's got stuff to say. How are you, Mark? Good. Thanks for having me. It's nice. I'm very honored to be here. Yeah, so, well, I'm honored to have you here. Uh, let's jump into our first story. It's coming uh, from BuzzFeed News. They are saying that Aleta Calogridis, I hope I'm saying that right, the executive producer for Avatar, has been tapped to write a new Star Wars movie that is based on Knights of the Old Republic. And it's based on the video game from 2003. The kicker is that it's supposed to serve as the first film in a new trilogy for the Star Wars. So apparently everyone's getting a trilogy here at Lucasfilm. Benioff and Weiss. Yeah, is this, I thought this was going to be the Benioff and Weiss thing. No, this, no. Is, this is actually completely separate from somebody the Benioff needs, and Weiss. Somebody needs to do the Oprah Winfrey meme of, you get a trilogy, you get a trilogy, you get a trilogy. But the, I think the positive thing uh, coming out of this thing is this is the first female to be involved in a Star Wars movie since uh, Lee Brackett back in 1980, who co-wrote Empire Strikes Back with Lawrence Kasdan. So that's a positive step in the right direction. If you're going to throw one more thing out there, and that's Jeff Snyder, who wrote this and broke this for Collider. Well, he didn't break it, uh, BuzzFeed News broke it, but he wrote about it on Collider. He mentioned a tracking board article that he wrote in 2018. Mm-hmm. And in that article, he mentioned that there were uh, rumors going around that Disney, uh, Lucasfilm rather, had hired uh, women and people of color to create new Star Wars movies. But they didn't want to announce anything unless it fully got a go. And they took slings and arrows about it being a mostly white, all white male club. And this may be one of the first steps towards what they had announced back in 2018. Makuga, go to you first on sure. this. Does this, first of all, does this excite you? You're not a Knights of the Old Republic. You don't know that much about Knights of the Old Republic. But does the idea of this being a story from like four, of going back 4,000 years between the old Jedi and the old Sith, does this feel like it could bring you back into the Star Wars fold? Okay, so I am a, clearly not a Star Wars expert, okay. if you will. I do enjoy the films. I, I enjoy the, the franchise, whatever mm-hmm. you want to say. Um, so when I found this news was breaking, I called two people. I called Ken Knapsack okay. and I called Christian Harloff because those are the two most Star Wars worthy people that I know. And they both seem very positive mm-hmm. about the Knights of the Old Republic. Now, if you're going to give me an origin story, I'm obsessed with origin stories. I love them. Mm-hmm. I, if, if you give me a good origin story, that's why Ant-Man is one of my favorite Marvel movies. It's definitely in my top five is I love the origin story of that Ant-Man. So, if you're giving me an origin story where there's, like, tons of Jedis, and I, I am, I guess, what you would call a prequelist. I enjoyed the prequels because there okay. were so many Jedis, and they were all using sick-ass lightsaber moves, right? It was awesome. It was super fun. At one point, he melted the door with the lightsaber. That was so freaking cool. Anyway, if you're going to give me 4,000, 5,000 years in the past, like the creation of the Jedi, yeah. show me some historical stuff. The Sith, there's all these Siths everywhere, and it's just this awesome kind of almost spy assassin world. Mm-hmm. If that's what we're getting, sign me up. I, and I also like the fact that Disney kind of, I don't, I don't want to say bury the lead, but they brought on a bunch of people, and they basically just threw them to the wolves and said, bring us your best Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Go. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're getting. Well, that seems to be important uh, because, you know, I am also not the biggest Star Wars fan mm-hmm. in the world. I loved them as a kid, but I haven't really been involved most mostly because some of the fandom is so off-putting. But hearing something that's not going to deal with the Skywalkers and not be telling stories about that same family over and over and over yeah. again, it feels like diminishing returns from that for a lot of people. So this sounds really exciting, and mm-hmm. it's 5,000 years, four or 5,000 years before that. Yeah, 4,000 years. So I know nothing about any of these characters, and for me as an audience member, all the characters are at risk. I don't know who's going to live and who's going to die, and that's right. always... A, it's like when you see a movie with no-name with no actors. 
totally. there's, there's an edge there yeah. because it's yes. not Bruce Willis who you know is going to survive. Right. Any of these characters can be up for grabs. Except and, in Armageddon when he climbed on the missile. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, but also, too, Leita uh, has done so much great work. Yes. She, she was responsible for Altered Carbon. Mm-hmm. She's written with Martin Scorsese. Yep. She's not a woman writer. She's a writer who happens to be a woman who yes. knows her way around genre stuff. And right. I trust her as a storyteller. So it's exciting to see that happen because I think they need to depart from the mm-hmm. main trilogies. Did either of you guys play the video game? Did you uh, yes, I played the video game a, couple, okay. a few times. Yeah. Okay. It's an interesting video game. Uh, to give you a little background on it, it is uh, it's based on a, this. Uh, the players help fight an uprising against the Republic led by the villainous Darth Malak, who is a Sith Lord. The player eventually joins forces with Bastila Shan, a Jedi Knight, and one of the most revered women characters in Star Wars Extended Universe. And the story has Wookiees, droids, the Jedi Academy, and of course... The Force. So that is an exciting thing to explore. I think you bring up a great point, Andrako, uh, because you talk about the fact that it's not Skywalker related, and also the credits uh, that Leda has here. Uh, Shutter Island is, as well is something that she did. Uh, Alita Battle Angel, which a lot of people actually enjoyed the script, maybe not necessarily the overall film, but certainly the script had something, and of course, 2015's Terminator Genesis, which you can take or leave, I guess, in your opinion. But she was one of a number of yeah, people on that took, as well. Yeah, let's, right. let's be fair. On these big budget movies, yeah. the credited name, there's usually 16 other people who are totally. not credited. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to bring up something here. A Winzo in the chat. What's the scope of the Knights of the Old Republic? We covered that. Can it all be told in one film? Certainly not, I don't think, if we're talking about a trilogy of films, right? Well, I think what, what, what the trilogy would do, and I think that the, the goal of this is to build a whole new universe. Uh, right. Star Wars fans are coming in That's right, right going now. In hot now. They are not happy. Um, <laughs> no, I think you're building this new world because, we, like you said, this, mm-hmm. I, the Skywalker family, the Skywalker saga, mm-hmm. if you will, yeah. very... Tr- like worn out. Well, if the I universe think. is that big, why is it always this family? It's totally. like, why would you live in Gotham City? Bad stuff always happens always. there. This get family, out of Gotham you know, City. What are you do doing? Else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, get, I, I love the idea of a trilogy because just like TV, with all we're seeing on Netflix, like mm-hmm. what we're going to get with this Mandalorian, you have so much more room to tell such an amazing story. Yeah. I'd like to see him go back to what the original trilogy was. The original trilogy wasn't three chapters in one giant movie. Yeah. It was three complete meals that were cumulatively something, but you can watch any of the original Star Wars movies, the first three, yeah. and they work as movies. They might have cliffhangers and you might want to see more, but they're fully satisfying. So it works both ways with them, and I would like to see more of that instead mm-hmm. of the long-form storytelling seems to work better on television television now mm-hmm. because you have 12, 13 hours. This, you can do complete stories that link up together. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, there were uh, rumors going around that uh, Benioff and Weiss and Ryan Johnson are connecting all six of their movies together. Oh, the fans are going to love that yeah. post Game well, of Thrones. Well, yeah, uh, God, Certainly they're go. taking a lot of hits, but this, I think, is what the fans have been waiting mm-hmm. for in excitement. The Star Wars fans, Knights of the Old Republic, nothing to do with the Skywalkers at all, all the way back in time. 4,000 years, something completely separate that can start from scratch, create their own create their own mythology and their own lore, certainly based on the video game. But, you know, China has been a, a market that they have not been able to break through with Star Wars. Maybe this is the way in. Completely new characters, completely new mythology, completely new lore in that way. And Kathleen Kennedy said to MTV News uh, at Star Wars Celebration, when asked about Knights of the Republic, she said, yes, we are developing something to look at right now. I have no idea where things might fall. And she's supposed to be, according to Hollywood Reporter, she's going to be talking to Johnson, Benioff, and Weiss and asking about where we go next. Mm-hmm. You throw in this, 
Uh, this makes it, you throw in this, this is a nice new direction for Star Wars to go in as well that I think will excite fans who well, want to see more lightsaber battles and totally. more darkness. Like, how big can the Force get? Right. And there's what also is, a generation of people who are younger than me who yeah. this is their Star Wars entry point. Yeah, yeah. Point. We all think that, you know, for us Star Wars, we think Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader. Yeah. There, are, there have been so many extended universe mm-hmm. things before the they, Disney bought them that this is an entry point for other fans. Mm-hmm. So let them explore that. Yeah, yeah. When we talk about these uh, trilogies that are coming out from Benioff and Weiss and now Ryan John and, and this later trilogy, this Nazi Little Republic trilogy, Jay in the chat wants to know, will we ever see Mace Windu again? Maybe his younger self. Is that something you guys would want to see? Well, we're seeing, like, Shaft, the triple generation, yeah. right? So, <laughs> Why is that called Shafts, by the way? <laughs> it, sh- it should be. There's yeah. three of them. Or Shafting. Okay, no, yeah, that's right. my bad. Um, it's I, Friday. It's, it is. It's Friday. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe a, a, an ancestor of Mace Windu? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No? I don't know, because okay. I think... I, I'm with you. I, I think become, becoming Star, Star Wars is like, you know when Buffy the Vampire Slayer first started, Buffy was the only supernatural thing. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the show, everyone had powers <laughs> and except Xander. It's like Flash. And it's like no one is special when everyone has powers. Yeah. And I would like to see something that is in the Star Wars universe but isn't connected to Mace Windu's babysitter's roommate's milkman who is in this one. Yeah. We don't need that. It's in the same universe. Yeah. Let's just have a shared universe that doesn't have to be so intricately shared. Open yeah. it up. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think Bastila Shan is going to be the thing everyone's going to look at in terms of casting. Of course, Darth Malak will be a big deal, evil stuff. But like, if you're going to create a female-led Star Wars film, which seems to be what's going to be happening here with Nice of the Old Republic, you've got to get a really good actress to slide into Bastila Shan. They obviously found that in Daisy Ridley, who had done only six episodes of television, not even on the same show, before she got to be the lead here in this, uh, in this new trilogy. So I hope... This is something that's met with some excitement by the fans who all who love Nice Hero Republic having a female-led Star Wars uh, new trilogy. You have a couple you know, names. You have a couple names, and you have a couple no names to create. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You do what they did with the original Star Wars. Totally. You put yeah. Alec Guinness in there, and then the rest yeah, is nobody. To solidify or it. Yep. Gene Hackman is your Luthor, and you get a nobody for Superman. Yeah. You can do that, and, and that gives a gravitas by having an older name actor in there, and a, a, yep. a, in sets a tone. Agreed. I like the idea of a Gene Hackman uh, uh, Jedi or Sith. Gene Hackman Sith would be interesting. Oh, I don't think Bring we're going to be able to drag him out. I, I think he's having too much fun biking around Key West. So. <laughs> Just doing that cough laugh that he likes to do. <laughs> he loves to do it every movie. All right, let's move on. Before we get to the next story, let's do some plugs here. Uh, Collider Mailbag is up this weekend. Uh, I've my, got my, I'll be hosting it. I've got my guests, Sam Levine, who is uh, stopping by, and we promise not to do too much fighting over the Schmodown, and Matt Atchity over there, the general manager of Movie Phone now. Of course, Miss Movie Phone uh, is uh, alive with Gray Drake, which is exciting. Hello, and <laughs> welcome to Movie Phone. <laughs> so having Matt stop by to do Mailbag is great. But well, the other thing we have here on Collider... Ryan Satin, you know, you've seen me do the recaps with Ryan for the pro wrestling sheet for Raw and uh, SmackDown. He has he sits down with Jay Washington to do a preview of AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view. This is a historic pay-per-view happening this weekend. AEW signing the deal with TNT. So this is their first kind of shot across the bow to all wrestling fans to see what they can do with their product. Uh, go, watch that, uh, go watch that preview and see if what they predict is going to happen happens this weekend if you're going to watch the pay-per-view. All right, let's is move on. Is it a on. real shot of Across the bow, John, or is it a fake shot? It's a real shot across oh, okay. the bow. Okay. You know, cool. it's rest. Oh, I see. 
You walked me right into that one, I didn't did. you? God damn it. I did. All right, let's move on to the Sonic the Hedgehog news. Uh, we got this happening. Uh, this was announced this uh, today. Uh, it is being retooled, Paramount Pictures. They have opted not to rush the Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, release, so they've pushed it back three months to redesign the character. The film was originally scheduled to hit theaters on November 8th of 2019, but it will now instead open in theaters on February 14th, of 2020. Now, the first trailer was released earlier this month and was met with a bunch of backlash from these incredibly vocal Sonic the Hedgehog fans. And Paramount and director Jeff Fowler announced that they will be reworking the design to make the character the best he can be. Uh, it will now be released <laughs> on Valentine's Day and it will open Ooh. opposite. There's going to be a lot of angry girlfriends who get dragged <laughs> yeah, into this yeah, movie on Valentine's Sonic. Day. Um, they will open opposite the untitled Kingsman prequel and the romance the photograph uh but it will also open a week after the uh, sequel to peter rabbit peter rabbit 2 very original name there sonic the hedgehog will star jim carrey james marsden tika sumter natasha rothwell neil mcdonough adam pally and the voice of ben schwartz as sonic who took to twitter to show the glove of sonic to that being possible addition as well all right I go to Mandrake, Mark Andrako on this one. I, mean, I like Mandrako. Well, that's, that's my email cool. name, so yeah. <laughs> no, I like that. Uh, so Mark Andrako, you're a creator. Obviously, many comics that you've written and uh, uh, created, you look at something like this. This is the fans telling the creators to go back into the, off, uh, into the shop and create something better and come back out. Is this... Do you like this, or do you feel like it's been a little too much of fan empowerment here? Um, I, I think this is substantially different than the we're going to start a petition to rewrite Game of Thrones. Yes. <laughs> um, I think I think Paramount has been making movies for 100 years, so obviously this this they didn't test market what the creature looked like beforehand, okay. because the fans are going to go see it whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Right. It's other people. I will admit, I'm the weirdo who likes, I described it off camera as Clive Barker's Sonic the Hedgehog, because yeah. <laughs> he looks like the chattering one. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with going back and, and fixing and adjusting things. Uh, let's take this quote. Paramount is giving them time to improve the movie. Mm -hmm. We usually have studios who say, we need a movie tomorrow, and we need it to film today. Right. And they, whether it's the Fantastic Four movies, we've seen all these movies that are reverse engineered. Yeah. I think it's smart. I think it's also smart to move it out of the Star Wars corridor this holiday. We've got, we've got what, It? We've got a, we've got a Star Wars sequel. Right. Right. We've got Frozen 2. It would just get lost in there. And I just think, I think it's a good idea. I think making the character look a little bit more like a video game character, mm -hmm. lean into the Roger Rabbit. I don't need to see what a real atomic hedgehog looks like. Lean into the cartooniness of the ridiculousness of it. Reality doesn't yeah. bring anything to this. I think it diminishes it. Well, that's a good point. And the question I have for you, Josh, now is, is this going to matter? Just changing the look of it, are they going to get that much more people in the theater? Was I mean, it's it's supposed to be aimed towards kids, the kids' movie. Yes, there are a lot of people who played it of a certain age, but are those people really going to be going opening weekend to see I, Sonic I Hedgehog? I mean, here's the thing. I had a Sega Genesis. Okay. okay. Yes. I, play, I played Sonic the Hedgehog. Sure. I liked it. He was a fast little guy. He get ball the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Right. It was hysterical. He collected rings. Uh, I'm a, a scientific fact here, John. Real yes. quick. Yes. Bring of it people, down. A lot of people are having trouble with the teeth. So hedgehogs can have up to 44 tiny teeth. What? Wow. They have incisors, premolars, molars, and canine teeth, just like us. Huh. Okay. So. The, a hedgehog that is sort of human with shoes. Now, he didn't have his famous gloves, but yeah. uh, I, I don't know what that does. I also remember that he was always just chasing that guy in the floating orb. And really, the mm. game was just about running fast and collecting rings. Okay. Was I begging as I was a, a playing Song of the Hedgehog? Man, I can't wait to see what this hedgehog looks like. In the trailer, in a right, movie. Right. I never asked for a Song of the Hedgehog movie. I know there was like a cartoon back in the day, I yes. think, uh, whatever. When this trailer came out, I was like, that thing is friggin' adorable. 
Why? And then all of a sudden, people started freaking out. Everyone in Collider Live was like, that was the worst trailer I've ever seen. I was like, are we watching the same thing? This movie's <laughs> supposed to be a goofball picture. Yeah. And it's called Sonic the Hedgehog, not William Shakespeare's yes. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> it's not a, thir- a mid-30s guy. He's like, I'm a hedgehog purist. That's not my Sonic, Mark Andreco. That's not my Sonic. Right. Who gives a shit? Well, it's, 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 it's Jim Carrey playing some goofball, curly-cued villain. It's a, it's a goofy video game movie for for Paramount to come and be like, oh, the fans are right. We're going to lose upwards of eight to nine dollars. Yeah, you're taking your kids to see a Sonic movie. It's uh, not. It's- but I will say, I I tend to agree with you on that. But looking at this image, that human mouth reminds me of those Quiznos ads with those hamsters huh. that sang with the human mouth. It is kind of disturbing. <coughs> but they have teeth mm. just like us, Mark. I they, they might have. You a, did. You we don't, do you have 44 teeth? There's no 44 teeth in his mouth. No, you're right. Well, let me ask you something. Do you, do you, this is uh, <laughs> this is from Garth McMurray. He asked. Oh, Garth. No, I don't know. Oh, this is a friend. It's in the chat. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> do you guys think that the director caving in? the fans to redo Sonic's look and delay the movie sets a bad precedent. That's where I'm at. Because to me, it concerns... I, I, it's fine. I, I, don't, I, like, I like having Mark's reaction. Go. It's always great. Uh, to me, it, it it's now gives fans even more... Uh, empowerment to start cre- to start being even more vocal about things. There's no way for the fans to be more vocal than if they come to your house and jump up and down on your bed at this point. This and I think, I think the terminology of caving in yeah. is... You're damned if you do and damned if you don't when you're creative in this business. If you give them what they want, you're caving in. If you don't give them what they want, you're betraying their childhoods. I think Paramount, <laughs> Paramount did research. They, didn't, they don't delay a movie by three months because this, this has ripple effects with contracts with the movie theaters, mm-hmm, totally. all sorts of stuff, and, and money on the movie, the loans on the, and the interest on that. There's right. all sorts of business stuff. Them saying, look, the over, over, overwhelming reaction has been this is a little creepy looking. They probably retest marketed it with kids and kids probably cried. I bet you that's why this is the change because they don't care about listening to us 40 year olds go, it doesn't look like my Sonic. Well, when did you ever meet a blue hedgehog? Calm down, everybody. (laughs) I think I've done acid before. uh, And I think this is like, (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) That's a different show. Friday Uh, movie talk. That's a different different (laughs) podcast. Um, but I think that I think that you know this is going to be something that that if they do this and the fans still complain, they've said we've tried to do we've tried to work with you and you yeah. don't want us to. And if they do it and it's better, I'm all for better movies. Yeah, but I just think it's a lot of hullabaloo for a film that wasn't going to make that much money anyway. Who was talking about Sonic the Hedgehog this week before this happened? And we're now now people are going to go see the movie out Here's of curiosity. I'm telling you, no press, is, any press is yeah, good. Yeah, but if press. they change the look and it's still as terrible as the trailer was, because my problem wasn't the look of those mm-hmm. jacked up muscles or the teeth of that mm-hmm. hedgehog. It was the terrible '90s joke in it a was 2000, pretty ripped. 2019 mm-hmm. movie doing '90s jokes where I'm trying to talk over you and imitate you like Jim Carrey was doing. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, you, I mean you're. You're not going to be able to direct Jim Carrey at this point. Right. Retool the script. Don't retool but the look. Complaining about the quality of a Sonic the Hedgehog movie is like complaining that you can't get sushi at Domino's Pizza. Well. That makes no sense. It, you're ultimately, it is what it is. Yeah. You're either going to love it or you're not. Mark, right. have you had the cinnamon sticks? You didn't think Domino's was going to be able to do a cinnamon True. sticks, and then all of a sudden, here they come. Looking, right. looking for a sponsorship, I think. <laughs> Good stuff. We're moving on from the steel straws, I guess. All right, let's move on. I got something. Here's from Steve Calderon. He wants to know, what are your thoughts on WB setting Taika Waititi's directed live-action Akira movie for a May 21st, 2021 release, the same day that John Wick Chapter 4 is supposed to be coming out? First of all, do you like this idea? Let's go to you, Andrea, on this. On Taika Waititi uh, now having a date for this, so this sounds like this is closer to actually happening. A live-action Akira. 
I don't know if it needs to exist. Okay. It is definitely of an era. It is definitely incredibly Japanese. Mm -hmm. And by setting it in New Burbank or wherever it's going to be set. Oh, my God. Is, is, I mean, it's going to be like New Los Angeles, I think. Oh, or is, New okay. Manhattan. Does New, does New Burbank have the same amount of wood ranches? <laughs> what? <laughs> they're in the sky. They're oh, tethered oh, to oh, the ground. Oh, oh. Um, I like Taika Waititi a lot. I just don't know if this movie needs to exist. I think, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's an uphill battle. Um, it's a movie that... They're overestimating the amount of people that know it and are interested in it. Is I this think. a Blade Runner twenty forty nine situation? Um, I no. think I, I think it could be. I, I think, think it's it a Ghost in the Shell be. situation. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, only if they make the mistake of doing the casting uh, the way they did. Even if they even if they don't. I mean, you just said the movie. I have no idea. Okay. And I'm a movie. I'm a movie fan. And the story yeah. is so dense. I actually am one of the people that actually thoroughly enjoyed Battle Angel Alita mm -hmm. um, because they took the manga and boiled it down into a very entertaining movie. Yeah. It had no pretense about what it was. Akira is a very Japanese story in the way it it's told. It's not traditional narrative. There's so many confusing things in it. There's so much stuff that'll be lost in translation. And to make the movie that will compare live action to look like that, it's going to cost a lot yeah. of money. Another thing you have to look at too is it's a very nuclear based movie because yeah. that's what we were dealing with at the time when this came out the anime came out uh, and you look at Watchmen Watchmen was also very much dealt with the nuclear stuff they had to adjust that ending Is, has Taika written something that adjusts the ending and makes it work I don't know because that new, those nuclear stories are for a certain time yeah. and we don't really have that time now I don't know if you watch Chernobyl that's about right but once again when, when did that happen that's like in the 90s what? 86. 86. 86. So that's the 80s as well. Sure. So you wonder, okay, well, is a nuclear movie going to really draw people I, no, to I agree. see this? I get well, it's tough. Do you, do, you want, do you want a scene-for-scene scene remake? Do you want the change? If it changes too much, why are you making it Akira and not making something else? Yeah. It's, 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 it's difficult. There's talented people involved. I will definitely be curious to see it, but yeah. it's one of those things. It's either going to be a, revel a revelatory movie, it's going to be great, or it's going to be a thing we... That we never talk about. I mean, again. I won't go see it in the theaters, but if it's on HBO, I'd probably check right, it out. Right, right. Well, listen, that's, uh, that's one of my favorite animes, this side of Ghost in the Shell. There's only ones, only, there's only, only like three or four of them. That's certainly one of them. I've always been waiting for a live action adaptation. I like Taika Waititi. I don't, there's not a lot of jokes in this. Yeah. So I don't know where he's going to slide the jokes in and mm. is he going to do something new and revelatory with it? Can you imagine know, like so. if it's like the Brady Bunch movie version of Akira? Yeah, I don't want that. Well, I mean, they, you know, I've been watching Fosse Burden. They didn't think that Bob Fosse could do a movie that wasn't a musical, and then he did Lenny. Then he did Lenny. That's, oh, that's a good movie, actually, by the way. So, Dustin Hoffman. All kinds of Oscar noms. All right, one last thing. This is from Jonathan Peck. Let's end the show with this. With this decade almost over, he says, what is your top five favorite comedies of the 2010s? Oh, that's i got to think He has number one, 22 Jump Street. Number two, the other guys. Number three, Spy. Uh, number four, Josh's favorite, MacGruber. And number five, Ted. Okay. MacGruber is clearly the best comedy of the last 10 years. Wow. I mean, heads and shoulders above everything else. Okay. The 21 Jump Street franchise, great. I'll give you that one. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll give you both of them. I think they're, they're both pretty much the same movie, and they're equally as hilarious. Um, what was the other one he put in there? Uh, let's see. He put Spy, Ted, no. The Other Guys, and T 22 Jump Street. The Other Guys might be the most underrated comedy by far of the last 10 years. That movie is effing hysterical. Yeah, I am not a fan of Marky Mark. <laughs> uh, I find Will Ferrell good in small doses. Okay. That movie is brilliant just for the opening five minutes. Yes, yes I agree with you. And I, Michael Keaton, minutes, I don't like to watch Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton, 
is he's the he's like Bill Murray and Tootsie yes. in that movie. Yes. I would put the other guys on there on my list. I would put mm-hmm. a movie that I just saw recently that I think will definitely be on the list. Uh, Long Shot. Long Shot. Oh, go out and see Long Shot. I gotta people. see Long Shot. It okay. is it is super bad meets the American President. It yep. is a delightful, funny, well said, smart, okay. hilarious, filthy movie. Yep. I would put Neighbors Two on that list. Oh wow! Neighbors. I think Neighbors Two actually improves on Neighbors One. I okay. disagree. Um, I don't disagree. That's Sorority Rising. Sorority yeah, Rising. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would also put, and this is going to be divisive because this movie got horrible reviews. But I will die on this hill. This is a funny, funny movie. Let's be cops. Dirty Grandpa. Oh, Dirty Grandpa Grandpa is hilarious. Wow. I won't read the comments. Don't waste your breath. Um, (laughs) Let's be cops is. which, I, mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think what else came out in the oh, past. Yeah, so, uh, I'm going to do mine, then we got to wrap up the show here. Bridesmaids. Oh, I would put that in my top five. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows, I would oh, put in my yes. top five. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, this is the end could be in contention mm-hmm. for me because I okay. really enjoyed that movie. And I, I will die on the hill for The Heat. I the heat love The Heat mm-hmm. with Sandra Bullock and uh, Melissa uh, McCarthy. That was really funny. Um, and uh, let's see what else is on here. I mean, you guys, it's MacGruber and everything. Else. Oh, okay, MacGruber, of course. Yeah, oh, MacGruber. Yeah. All right, MacGruber. Fine. Ryan we'll Phillippe throw MacGruber with, with Ryan Phillippe with celery in his butt. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that's a good place to end. Yeah. Yep. In unison on MacGruber. That's always a good place to end. <laughs> so All right, everybody. Thanks so much for watching this Friday edition of Collider Movie Talk. Hope you enjoyed uh, everything we talked about. Let us know what you thought about the Knights of the Little Public story and the Sonic the Hedgehog story in the comments section below. I want to thank, thank Mark and Draco and thank Josh McCuga for stopping by. It's always fun to talk about it. Talk with them about movies. Follow Mark Andrego at Mark Andrego, Josh Kuga at Josh Kuga, me at The Roca Says. And uh, we'll see you next time on Monday for a brand, for a pre, for an edition of Movie Talk where we're talking about all the Memorial Day movies that we like. I joined Perry Nemiroff to talk about all of that. All right, have yourselves a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Hey, little Chico, Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Ah. Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.